Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. This isn't really timely anymore because the news came out, I don't know, a couple days ago. But my guess is Judd's still a little hot under the collar from seeing this come across social media. So, by the way, we have a Write That Down episode today on both shows where we make predictions and mostly just make fun of each other for being wrong. So check those out. Judd's OTA observations yesterday on Purple Daily. You can find those. That I'm still paying the price. Nose burnt. Why don't you wear sunscreen? I, I should have. Okay, I made a mistake. Tough John guy. said the same I thing. I made a mistake. Sunscreen. I should have worn. I get. You know what? I made a mistake. I lathered Next up week, an SPF fifty over Memorial Weekend. Like every twenty minutes with this alabaster Irish skin that I have. Yeah, no you're burns. Really white. No burns. I was good. I no burned, but you you must really burn. I do. Irish. I can't remember ever seeing Declan tan. It's like, very do you rare. get burnt when you get burnt? Does it turn into tan, yeah. or does it just go from red back to? Okay. No, yeah, it will. But uh, but usually I get really bad sunburns. I'm trying to be more diligent, unlike yeah, just yesterday uh, at camp. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm not a tan tan guy. No, I am not. Okay, so SPF SPF up, kids mm-hmm. and Judd. Okay. Next week, SPF next week, up. two days of camp. I'm going to SPF. All over the place. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do next week. I promise. Just shows up with just. I want the white streak down the nose. Yeah. I want. I want it all. It's entirely right. possible. So, here's a clip from the Athletic. Team USA basketball's roster for the upcoming FIBA World Cup in the Philippines is beginning to take shape, and it will include multiple rising NBA stars making their American national team debut, including. Minnesota Timberwolves All-Star, Anthony Edwards, who is among a select group of talented young players, will make up the 12-man American roster. So Team USA starts training camp on August 3rd in Las Vegas. Then they play their first exhibition game on August 7th against Puerto Rico. Then they do like a two-week barnstorming thing in Spain. So they're going over to Spain. And then World Cup play against New Zealand begins on August 26th, the Philippines. So they're just, they're going, 
United States, over to Europe, over to Philippines, back around the globe. NBA training camp, so so August 3rd and then all the way through August, early September, and then NBA training camp, which I don't think there's a date yet, but usually opens in late September. So I turn it over to the most anti-international sporting event person I know, a man who hates the Olympics, a man who laments World Cups, anything to do with FIBA, anything to do with the red, white, and blue, basically. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anti-American Judd Zolgad. Is this a good or bad thing for the Timberwolves that Anthony Edwards is stepping up to help lead Team USA? Well, first of all, I would prefer that he didn't be, because if you go back a couple of years, he got hurt in, in one of these practices for a tournament just like this. He turned his ankle badly. and Yeah, he was, he was part of like the... There was real the, concern about that. It was like the practice team against the Olympians. That's what it was. Two but anyway, ago, right? it was yeah. an... It was an unnecessary competitive event during a time when I would like my guys. I'm not saying that they shouldn't get exercise and and play a little hoops. I'm saying that they are going these type of tournaments and training camps lead to extremely competitive, somewhat playoff-like atmospheres because there's an urgency to try and win here. So I don't like this at all. Unne- um, I love you use the word unnecessary. 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 Olympics. The international game is unnecessary to us. We here in this country are focused on our, our sports when our leagues are going on. But anyway, so here's the only way I can torture this into being okay. The only way I can torture this is he's he's young, and I do think that playing in and with good players in a competitive environment at his age and with his skill set, Knock on wood that he doesn't get hurt, obviously. But I do think that there is something to be said for that for a guy his age, which is why I absolutely positively would tell a guy like Gobert, you are never playing for your country again as long as you're on my team. You're an old man. You have nothing to gain. Like, if you don't know what competition is, dude, then you're hopeless. So screw you. Um, So when Gobert plays, I say, this is stupid. Not because he is playing for France, and obviously we would be fans of United States teams, but because he has nothing to gain at his age by actually going and playing the schedule, Phil, that you just laid out, which is a lot of travel and, and again, a lot of high-pressure games. I don't love this at all, but I am willing to say that if things go well, he is going to gain experience. That quite frankly, he probably is not gained here. So that's the one way that I can torture this into being far more acceptable than some old man going overseas to play in a highly competitive tournament in which he has no so, business participating. So if I could be the judge translator, so rather than just saying the truth, which is you hate it, you have you're saying I'm going to torture this into a loophole where I can kind of see how I it can, might be well, good, but, he but you really good. hate it. Well, I my first if I was doing contract. If I ran a team, my contracts would say, okay. you ain't you ain't playing, you ain't playing unless you're playing for me or you're preparing to play for, for me. And obviously a summer basketball tournament that is highly competitive is not great. But I am, I'm serious in saying this. I do think that there is at least an advantage here. If all goes well, again, he doesn't get hurt. I think there's an advantage at his age to gain experience that I don't think he's probably come close to gaining here and he can learn and he can. So, so 
That's my thing with old men. I don't want old guys playing in these tournaments. There's nothing to be gained for, for them. Um, and the Gobert thing bit them in the ass because ultimately he started to say, yeah, you know, that summer basketball tournament was stuff. No bleep, Sherlock. Yeah, there's a there. So, OK, a couple things. First of all, there's a huge difference. And you've pointed this out between a 30 year old seven footer. And a 21, 22-year-old guard when it comes to the wear and tear. For a guy who's seven feet tall, we know historically your feet have a certain amount of steps on them as a basketball player, and then they just, like, explode, right? Like, Yao Ming was probably 26, 27 years old, and, oh, God, my feet exploded. And and who knows, like, Carl Anthony Towns, he plays kind of a heavy, thumping style of basketball. Lumbering. L- a lumbering style. Probably not going to be playing at a high level when he's 33, 34. And Rudy Gobert, you start to see a little bit of a decline this year. And the Jazz were up, obviously, on to this. I don't think they knew that it was gonna, that he was going to go into training camp injured. But So 30-year-old 7-footer, different category. Rudy Gobert than, than a 21, 22-year-old Anthony Edwards. I love this for Anthony Edwards. And I just want to say, I went into this entire conversation with an open mind ready to hear out if Jeb was going to crap on this. I was. I wanted to come with sort of a neutral stance because you're right. It is more wear and tear. But I went in and I was. my first thought was, okay, over the last like 10 to 20 years, what are some examples of players, high-profile players with expectations in the NBA who are young or maybe not even young, and then they go and play FIBA or they go and do the Olympics thing in the summer? What happens after that? And if you look up and down, and I know there's examples like didn't Paul George shatter his leg on a stanchion one time? I mean, there's there's definitely examples out there that you can find, so I'm not going to deny that. But Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, for instance, they played on the 2020 Summer Olympic team as young guys. They're you know in their early 20s. Those guys played in the Olympics, and then their careers exploded over the last three seasons, playing in the NBA Finals multiple first-team All-NBA bids. Just those those guys are in the top 10, top 15 of everyone's. They, they have had zero uh, ramifications from playing in the Olympics. Kobe Bryant. Remember Kobe Bryant when he was 30 years old? They brought him up for the for the Redeem team. I think it was, two, was it uh, 2008? Because wasn't 04 was the year that they embarrassingly lost or whatever. And uh, so then they summoned 30-year-old Kobe to come play for the Redeem team in 2008. So he's already had 12 years of NBA wear and tear, and now he's going to do the Summer Olympics thing. And he's Shaq's no longer with the Lakers, so he's carrying this team. They win the gold medal, and then the Lakers follow up with back-to-back championships. Kobe played all 82 regular season games the year after those Summer Olympics, and 23 playoff games. And then he kept playing at a high level until he was like 34 and then eventually tore his Achilles tendon. And that was kind of the end of it. So I don't think there's a lot of evidence, again, unless there's a dumb luck situation that could happen if you're training, that we should be worried that Anthony Edwards at age 21 or 22 is, oh, my God, he's going to be too tired. He needs. To, I mean, one of the things he said is, I need to get in better physical condition. I want to be one of the, the most energizer bunny players in the league. Well, playing this much basketball against some of the best players in the world is going to help you accomplish that. And I think what you see is that these guys go and they play this intense international style, and they're around these amazing coaches and players. Like, you soak all that in. Right. That's so I, I would rather him soak it all in and be a little tired maybe for training camp 
than not have this experience at all. So I I am not only for this, I am all for this for Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I'm fine I with it. I, I mean, I, I Doogie and, and Judd and I talked about it yesterday on the bonus scoops episode too. Um, he's going to be playing basketball in the summer, whether it's for internationally, whether it's hooping with his buddies or getting work in with his trainers or whatnot, he's going to be playing basketball in some capacity. Um, so if he wants to play in an international tournament, I'm all for it. I'm, I lean towards you guys that I don't need a veteran older guy who has maybe possibly injury issues or just can break down a lot easier like Rudy Gobert going to play for Team France or doing anything like that. I completely get it. Um, and also, I am a sucker for the Olympics. I love the Olympics, unlike Judd Zolgad. I think the Olympics are great. I love winter. I love summer. Playing all the Olympics. I'm, I'm a fan of the Olympic play. Uh, so I am totally okay with Anthony Edwards playing. What about what, what about World Cups though? Are you because this isn't quite Olympics? Right. This is World Cups. Are you okay with World? I'm fine. Cups? With, I'm fine with this World Cup. Yeah, I'm fine okay. with that. I'm fine with it. It's all good with me. I, I would not allow my players to play in anything but Olympics. So you're you out. Play, so now everything you just said is actually off the board. I would not. No, no, no. I just told you in my contracts, I would write in language specifically about what they could and couldn't do. As far as basketball, because Dex, the point is this though, you're going to play against your friends. We're talking about a highly competitive tournament, but again, with Ant, as Phil said, at his age and on this, for the most part, far too often craptastic franchise, it actually benefits him to actually get around some competence as well, consistent competence. Um, so I have a very different feeling about guys, let's say age 28 and up going and playing and stuff like this, and a guy who is a kid, especially when he is not exactly surrounded by a culture that I think is the, the greatest, I think that there probably is a lot to be learned here off the court. I mean, isn't Steve so, Kerr, like the the coaches you get to, yeah, dude, the I'm coaches not... you get to work, look at this. So Steve Kerr, I just looked this up. Oh, my God. Here's the coaches for this team that you get to be a part of soaking in their knowledge and everything. Steve Kerr is the head coach. Eric Spolstra is on the staff. Yeah, see, this is Gonzaga's Mark Few, one of the great college basketball coaches. Thanks to Dan Munson leaving. Yes, yes, you get you get to just hang out for a okay. month with those coaches, soak in their knowledge. So does Ant c- come back from this fantastic experience and demand a trade to the Warriors or the Heat? <laughs> He'd actually be a pretty good Heat culture guy. I feel like he would take right. take that Jimmy Jimmy Butler role. Spolstra, I could... Spolstra is unbelievable. Yeah, and tonight, NBA Finals on 1500 ESPN Radio. You can find it right here in the Twin Cities. Game Where's three. That? Where? 1500 ESPN Radio. I got The get former home out. of Mackie and Judd's 19-hour radio show that we used to do. <laughs> Stuff you should know about. Stop. Just <laughs> questions shut up. of significant importance. Oh, oh, questions of significant importance. Stop. Otherwise known it. as, how do you fill 16 segments, segments a day in four hours? I... With- was just talking to uh, someone was like DMing me or no, I, I went on a guy's podcast and he asked me about like future of the business and what's the difference between producing, you know, AM radio and, and podcasting. <laughs> and I said, as someone who's not a math guy, producing radio turned into a math problem for me. It's always counting. You're looking ahead. Yep. You're looking at spot blocks. You're looking at timing. You're looking at segments. All of a sudden, what should be just like a really fun, cool job turns into a legit calculus problem of how do I get to the finish line so I can start the next show on time. 
The whole thing. You're saying, yeah, how many? Okay, what time do we have to be out here yep. if we're going to – because we need to get at least five minutes of every quarter hour yep. if we want to play the ratings game. 52-51. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you get yes. these weird no, yes. cards. Like, what time do I – I couldn't have done that. I'm I'm with Dex here. I'd be like, just get out. And they tasked me with doing the math. Like, that was also a problem. That should, I shouldn't be doing the math for that. Yeah, what time are we out? Okay, well, the bumper music starts at – Fifty three forty five, and then you guys will be out at. I don't. Effing and know, by the way, don't play the wrong bumpers because we got research that we're going to have oh, to go off the air. Oh my god, I was thinking about that. God, this is such inside baseball. But oh man, yeah, there was a time where we thought if we just play like younger music, maybe younger people will listen to our AM Sports Radio station. No, that's not how that works. A uh, couple other examples, just just going through some of these other previous like world cup team so lebron james and i know that i'm using kobe bryant and lebron james as examples those are two of the all-time greatest players ever but keep in mind anthony edwards number one overall pick he's already just one of the best players in the postseason averaging like 30 points a game you know postseason so i I think you can compare anthony edwards and his physical frame and his potential to some of the best players the last 15 or 20 years so LeBron played in the World Cup in 2006 at age 22. The next season, he played 98 total games, regular season, postseason, and dragged that ragtag Cavs team to the NBA Finals. That was the year. So he, he plays internationally age 22. It's his first foray into, I don't know who was coaching at the time, Greg Popovich or whoever it was. And, oh, man, is he going to be tired? No, he's going to drag... Ilgauskas and Larry Hughes to the Larry NBA Hughes. Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. Larry Hughes. Don't disparage Larry Hughes. <laughs> I like Larry Hughes, too. He's a good player. St. Louis, right? Like college? Col- yeah, I think he played at St. Louis. That's an amazing poll, yeah. if you're right. Let's see. If it's right. It, it Random might not college be right. athlete of the week. I, already won that I don't one. know why I, I, don't know why I thought Let me he see. played for the Billikens, but I thought he did. That's the most random poll ever. You're right. St. Louis. Good. Wow. Wow, Blue. random, uh, random. I don't know why I remember that. I must have been watching him play in college or something. So he played for what's his name, uh, Rick Majerus, Majerus former yeah. friend of the friend of the Royce and Mackey show. What you could bring what? Rick Majerus on for a twenty minute interview. Literally, ask him two questions. He would talk for ten minutes on the first one, ten minutes on the second one. So you could take a break. You could like leave. You the asked room, your question. Back, got up, yeah. went to the bathroom, <laughs> went downstairs, got a pop, maybe came back, and Rick was still going. Royce, you would go down and get lunch, come back. I got, I got. Uh, LeBron also played Summer Olympics in 2008 at the age of 24 and then followed that up with back-to-back MVPs, well, his first two ever MVPs. Yeah. I am willing to say that that I have a hard-line stance against some guys, especially vets playing. In this case, I, I see the advantage. I would not want to make it a consistent thing. But, I mean, if, if Ant turns out to be the player that – he is tracking to be he will get more of this experience because he'll become a he should become a key guys a key guy on these teams yes i mean what you're saying yeah that's the other thing that kind of sorts out is okay let's put and for this roster it's a lot of young guys it's not olympics so you're going to bring younger guys into the system it's like halliburton um i'd have to go look at them but it's a lot of guys that brandon ingram making their debut i think internationally Sure. So that's another benefit. All right, we're going to put 12 young sharks in the water here. <laughs> Who emerges? What does the pecking order look like? Are you the top dog among 12 of the best young players? That'll be another interesting thing to to see play out. 
Um, before we get to Judd's random Minnesota athlete of the week here, a couple things. So A-Rod's been doing the media tour. A-Rod went on Craig Kilborn's podcast, and then he went on a couple other shows last week. And Your friend, you mean, Craig Kilborn? My friend, my brunch I mean, friend, did, Craig Kilborn. You might as well do the drop right now. He's my brunch friend. The name, do the name Craig drop. Kilborn. Okay. Yeah, you're, you know, he, he's on your show. A couple your months show, ago, when did the Wolves Jeff get eliminated? Like early May? Yeah. I think it was before game five when they got bounced. And I was uh, out on my patio putting together what I thought was going to be an easy assemble patio furniture situation. Oh, boy. Just always turns into a six-hour ordeal. That's always a mistake when you think it's going to be easy. My phone rang. And it was Craig Kilborn out of the blue. Just wanted to talk about game five. We talked about game five for like 30 minutes. So, yes, my brunch friend and my phone chatting friend, Craig Kilborn. Uh, A-Rod was on his podcast, that guy, Craig Kilborn. I mean, it's only a matter of time before you (laughs) and Alex are good friends, too. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping that happens at some point. We'll see. So, anyways, Alex on all these podcasts, there's a few different themes that pop up. One of them is Anthony Edwards is amazing, and A-Rod keeps calling it a two-way mentoring street where A-Rod is mentoring uh, Ant in some ways, and Ant is mentoring A-Rod on the finer points of basketball. But another point that I want to dive into with you guys here is A-Rod continues to rave about Tim Connolly. And he even went so far as saying that Timberwolves fans should feel very lucky to have Tim Connolly because look at what he built in Denver. Denver's about to maybe win the NBA Finals here, and Connolly was the architect for most of that roster. Ownership is all in on Connolly, Alex said. If Connolly brings a decision to ownership, we listen. How do you feel about A-Rod going to bat that aggressively for Tim Connolly? I trust nothing he says. I trust zero, he says. I don't like him. I hope the mentoring... If Look, if Ant wants to tell... Alex, what's what? That's awesome. I do not want Alex tell, you know, here's my experience. He was a cheat. He was, uh, he's a questionable character. Lori, I am willing to buy, okay? And I might be totally wrong here. He might turn out to be a bad guy himself. But as far as I can tell, I am willing to buy it. He looks like a very smart guy. Um, He's probably a shark, but there's nothing wrong with being a shark. I think Rodriguez, to me, I just, I don't trust, I don't trust, anything he says. So like if the Conley thing is true or not, I don't even know. So like when he says that, it if it was a person I trusted, I would say that's great, but I don't trust no. him. Yeah, like he could say those things about Connolly and then I don't think they're going to do this and then just like fire him 5 minutes later and you wouldn't you wouldn't blink. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. But I, but I I do believe that Yes, exactly. People have gone too far off the Gobert trade, just like treating Tim Connolly like David Kahn or something. Oh, he's just, he's a blithering idiot who made the dumbest trade in NBA history. And if you start to look at some of the players they gave up, a lot of those guys were benched in the playoffs for the Lakers. I'm not saying it was a great trade in retrospect, but I think the Connolly trade was a great trade to get rid of D'Lo. I mean, they they sold on D'Lo before one of the most embarrassing postseason performances a Max player has ever had. So... I just found it interesting that A-Rod is out there, and and he could have just kind of, yeah, we like the job Tim's doing. We have a lot of work to do. I mean, he said, Wolves fans should be lucky to have him, and anything he brings to us, we are all in. This is one of the smartest. He he also said, you got Pat Riley, and you got, I can't remember who the other one he said. He named, like, two of the great executives of all time. And he goes, 
You know, Very obviously west. those guys are in a different. I don't think it was West, but somebody. Those guys are in a different category. But Tim Connolly is like leading the next tier of front office decision makers. And a lot of people were saying that a year ago when the Timberwolves hired him, but right. So very interesting. And then A-Rod has also confirmed on multiple interviews that Gobert was indeed banged up from international play last year. And, uh, and he said, quote, we expect him to have a monster season this year. So putting a little, little pressure on old Rudy Gobert. To go back to the ant thing quickly too. Here's what I think I like the most. I think Ant is going to be put in a situation there, especially with that coaching staff, that really gives him a great insight into what winning looks like. That's what I like the most. Because I think, you know what? It's hard probably when you're his age to be super critical of Cat until you get life experience elsewhere. And then you're like, oh, that's what that looks like, right? So I think that might be, because there is no question that Ant is going to be the marquee face of this franchise, hopefully for a long time. And I think it's really good that he's going to be put into a very different situation where he sees what great coaching and what winning looks like, because that's when you could come back and say what we we've been saying for a couple of years, you guys, which is Carl Anthony Towns, a really talented human being, but is he a winning personality? Is he Mm -hmm. a winning player? And I don't, I think it's very hard to pass that judgment unless you have something to base that statement off of, and now he's going to. Now you're coming around. Here's the list of guys he's going to, not only the coaches that we mentioned, but to that point about being around winners. Now, some none of these guys are Kobe, LeBron. You know, These are all younger players trying to make their way, but there's some interesting guys on this team. So this is from The Athletic. So Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, from uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, reigning defensive player of the year. Tyrese Halliburton. Austin Reeves from the Lakers, Brandon Ingram, Mikal Bridges, Bobby Portis, Jalen Brunson have all committed okay, yeah. to play. Okay. So, like, I mean, just being around Jalen Brunson and Mikal Bridges, I mean, there's some guys who've who know what they're doing a little bit and are, are a couple of years older than than he is, and they're so they're still trying to fill out the rest of the roster. Grant Hill is the managing director now, who's putting together the roster. So you're on Grant Hill, Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra. I love it. I love it. Um, a shout out, by the way, to our friends at Burnsville Heating and Air. They are hiring. So if you are a fast learner looking for a job change, perhaps, Burnsville Heating and Air is hiring all HVAC positions with all levels of experience. You're going to get great training from the pros as well. So if you don't have any experience, they will help you and train you. If you're searching for a great summer job or maybe you're a recent college grad and you're listening to this right now, you can work close to home with full-time jobs throughout the seven-county metro area in western Wisconsin. Join the rapidly growing team of heating and cooling experts for over 35 years at Burnsville Heating and Air. That's BurnsvilleHeating.com. Just click on Careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com and click on Careers. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, 
random athlete of the week here, Judd Zolgad. You are so the new rule here from Declan is when you lose, you're out. Winner gets to keep the court. So Judd, you lost, which means you put together the clues here. Yeah, got them right here. Declan on a three-game winning streak here. Michael Olawakandi, Matt Lawton, and Mike Redmond to tie Judd. We've done seven of these. Judd three, Declan three, Old Mackinac with one. So you'll All throw right. out three. Uh, you'll throw out clues. We get up to three incorrect guesses each. And then uh, we can ask you questions, but you can refuse to I can answer. Refuse to answer and be a complete a hole if I want. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Today is random. Minnesota athlete of the week is a former Minnesota twin. Okay, it's a former twin. Okay. Clue number one: This rando was born in <laughs> South Carolina. Hails from South Carolina. Clue number two. Mm. Speaking of our previous topic, this former twin had international experience that included playing in an Olympic Games. Baseball in the Olympics, he played. All right, I'll, I'll throw a guess out. Doug Mankiewicz. He's from Florida, though, I think. I don't think he's from South Carolina. Uh, Had to guess it. I originally, that was the first one that came to mind, too. He just did an interview, too, where he yeah. ripped the Twins organization he's up so and bitter. down on a podcast he's so, he's for how so poorly they developed the Byron Buxton. He is so bitter about the Twins. It he, is, told, I, he, yeah, he told a story about how he would pencil Buxton in third in the lineup in the organization. I think he means Falvey and Levine, right? I think, that, yeah, I think they, they fired him, right? I think they did. I think they fired him. But, yeah, I don't know if he was – but. Per your story, I don't know which administration that was. You're right. So he he'd pencil Buxton in third, and then they would say, "Well, we want him to hit at the top of the order." But then they also want him to learn how to hit because he can't hit an off-speed pitch. He can hit fastballs all day. And Dougie's like, "Well, he's not gonna. They're not gonna throw him breaking balls right away." He had logic for like, if he hits third, they're gonna throw him more breaking balls. So I'm actually thinking a level higher than you are. But then he just crapped all over them. I'm pretty later. sure it was Terry Ryan organization because he was coaching him in high A ball. And mm. Falvey and, and Terry Ryan was relieved of his duties, what, in 2015? And Buxton had made his debut with the Twins, 16. I believe, in 2015. So I think he's more referencing Terry Ryan, but could be still obviously having some yeah. influence. Very so the, better, man. the new regime definitely let him go, but that mm. was early. So yeah. most of his, yeah, well, maybe he's just mad at all of them. <laughs> That's very plausible. Anyway. All right, clue number three. <laughs> This player's minor league stops included Salt Lake and Edmonton in the, at the time, Pacific Coast League. Clue number four. This former twin is actually a father of twins. Fraternal, for the record. All right. I got another guess. Michael Kadire. Uh- He's from Virginia. Wow, and Declan is, is on fire. Declan's on but has fire twins. right now. He does have and twins, and I think did play for Salt Lake. I, got one I think you're right. Play. I think you're right on both those. Clue number five. This former twin actually had two stints with the twins. And by that, I don't mean he got sent down. I mean he had stint one, went elsewhere, came back. So two separate stints with Minnesota. That guy, man. God, 
Now I only have one guess. I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? Huh? <laughs> huh? What's funny is the twins have a lot of guys that have twins from the from that era. Kadir has twins. Maurer has twins. Something in the water, maybe. <laughs> Shall I keep going? Another, yeah, another yep, yep, yep. Oh, I, I thought Dex might guess. Okay. Now, uh, clue number six. Dex should just wait me out now. We're probably going to get it wrong. This former twin spent time at multiple spots during his career as far as positions go. Oh. Places. So this former twin sp- spent time at multiple spots. during. So he played first base, for instance. He was a DH at times. There he moved go. around. He, he was... He had trouble finding a home as far as where he was going to be slated as a from a position and or GH technically not a position I guess but spots Interesting All right Clue number 7 This former twin attended Clemson with the intention of teaching of becoming a teacher and that's gonna that's going to quickly feed into clue eight here, which I will give you to tie these two together because this is how much work I did this morning. That's I got to know from Phil at like seven ten. Can you pick the rando, uh, the the random athlete of the week? And I'm like, absolutely. And I just and Dawn's like, what are you doing? What are you working? I gotta, on? I'm like, I got to get up. I got. Cr- I, get- I got to get Judd's, up and I got to crunch. Judd's muttering to himself as he writes down. <laughs> I got to. Cr- I I do that a lot, yeah. which is not going to surprise you guys. Clue number eight that feeds in from clue seven is this: this former twin is teaching now, although not in a classroom. What does that mean? He is teaching. <laughs> he is mentoring. He is mentoring. He is. He is not a teacher per se, but he is teaching the craft. Shall I say the craft of baseball? Uh, uh, I can keep going unless somebody wants to guess. No, it's, uh, keep going. Uh, man, these are some. I feel like it's right there. Like it's. You're gonna kick yourself. At wh- whoever does not get this is gonna kick himself. All right, clue number nine. This former twin once hit a grand slam while pinch hitting versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Clue number 10. Clue number 10. Tell me if I should stop. I'll just continue. This, This former twin also spent time professionally in the big leagues playing in the twins' first home. Where, where they came from. What? This former twin Mets. also, pl- You're also saying they played, played in that stadium? In the twins' first home, no. where the franchise relocated from. Oh, oh, Matthew LeCroy. Yep. Yes! Oh, man. <laughs> I had his name written down after you said he couldn't find his position, but then you didn't say catcher. You, you said first base, DH. Yeah, like, well, I mean, in multiple positions. I, I was catcher. not. I was man, not you were playing yeah. the game, man. You were you were playing the game. I didn't realize he had two stints or twins, yeah. but there Came it back is. Back in 2007, Matthew when, uh, when Morales, the catcher, got hurt in 2007, oh, yeah. he came back and was signed, and then I think he, 
he his career finished playing independent league baseball in like 2008 yes. before he went back to Washington. But I if I had, Grand Slam, the Blue Jays Grand Slam, I do remember that. Yep. That was a, and I do have the f- fact that, that he made uh, Frank Robinson cry because he stuck him in, in, in a game hurt and Houston yeah. stole like seven bases. But I didn't. <laughs> but if I gave that one, that was going to be too easy. That was really the Frank bad. Robinson crying one. Wow, there it is. All right, Matthew Lecroy, old Macadac, finally gets a Twins pelt on the wall here. Randy Foy was the other one. So Judd 3, Declan 3, old Macadac 2, and Declan's three-game winning streak has come to an end. So he'll give the clues next week. Good stuff. Judd, you got a knack for this, man. Got to keep it interesting. Got a knack for this. I might have found a career right now. South Carolina, you know what's funny? When you said... I was thinking Lee Croy early, too, like when you said South Carolina and Salt Lake, because he was one of those, when they had those Pacific Coast League teams 20 years ago, some of the numbers those guys put up, Ridiculous. and everyone put up numbers in that league, but yep. he was one of them. So anyhow, all right, thanks for hanging out with us here. We got predictions and an accountability session on the other chunk of this show, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.